Christ, you people suck. Wow. for another week in 4G Radio, episode number 252 for the week of July 9th, 2012, the year of the Mayan. Oh, but with us this week we have the Campus Con. Greetings, programs. What's up, bitch? What's up? Also with us we have the Wombat Round Wombo. Oh, hi. Oh, hello. Also with us we have the Frustrated Fury, Mr. Drew Leachman. Hey, I'm here. We've got Frosties, John W. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and Congratula- congratulations to Andy Murray, unless he loses, in which case, well done, Fedra. I'm sorry, the majority uh-huh. of our audience is USA, USA, USA. So good so, you times. So we're not rooting for anybody. No, we're not rooting for anybody. We don't even know what that soaker is. It's not soccer, it's tennis. It's ten. Oh, See? seriously, you don't know. Nope, I do not. Federer plays. Nope. I don't okay. watch it. I don't watch it. Well, they're and... currently playing at the moment. Oh, okay. Well, that's something I'm not watching. But okay. Awesome. And finally, we have Mr. Perlalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalal
the, so why would I be still put, be playing it on a 3DS? Because you could mm. get money for your DS and you wouldn't have to carry around two systems? Or buy them. I digest. Mm. But anyway. What I would really want to do is sell both of them. <laughs> I digest. And buy something decent. <laughs> no, he just a, wants to buy uh, a like a Vita. DS XL. He wants to buy a 3DS XL because, you know, the DS game's blown up. Won't look any better. Mm, I heard they look about as good as the regular DS XL. <sighs> it's the same screen. It's not uh, like we're comparing filter. 1080p to 720p here. Yeah. But anyway. We're comparing 3 inches to 5 inches, which I know you're familiar with. Oh. Insert yep. your own joke here. What a difference a couple of inches. That's what she said, John. Yep. <laughs> Insert it here. Yep. Well. So what'd you play? On those I played two systems. a little bit of Pokemon. Pokemon. Coliseum. Co- what? Not Coliseum. Huh? Conquest. No. no. Conquest. Are you drunk? You're breaking out the whole 64. <laughs> yeah, breaking out the 64 and <laughs> playing it right on the 3DS. That would take talent. Dude, that cartridge wouldn't fit in there. Yeah. I tried. Mm. That that is the ultimate Tetris piece right there. But, I'm um, just gonna sit right here. I know I don't fit. Yeah, Pokemon Conquest is still a fantastic game. Um, like I mentioned on last week's podcast, the only thing that's tough about it, really, that tough is uh, basically just keeping track of all the uh, warlords and Pokemon that you've acquired. Um, but it's a, it's a really fun game, and uh, if you're into Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics Ogre, you'll probably like this game, because it plays very similarly. However, it's much easier than either of those games, and, and um, the story is much more uh, simplistic than, especially than Tactics Ogre, where there's like 30 people basically worn out politics tactics ogre is like probably like the closest thing to a video strategy video game that we have to like game of thrones where it's like there's a cast of like 40 50 characters and and it's like you get confused of who's with who and stuff like that and do they have funny names yes funny names and they're all very similar to each other Fire Emblem does that too. Yeah, yeah. Fire. I will say this about Fire Emblem though. Fire Emblem though, the thing that they have for it is they got the real, the uh, the kind of the fun anime look to where at least certain characters have a distinguishable, you know, visual style to them. Whereas in Tactics Ogre, most of the characters are very similarly dressed. And have very similar like features, so that that gets in the way sometimes. But but, but anyway, Pokemon Conquest, Pokemon, fantastic strategy game, really deep. It's a really deep game. Don't write this off as being a kids game. As a matter of fact, most Pokemon games don't write them off as being a kids game. So 
there you go with that. And the other game that I played this week for the 3DS is Theater of the Final Fantasy. <laughs> yes. Right, you're, play, you're playing that before me, and I'm reviewing it. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yep. And uh, I really like it. I think it's a really cool game. This is, of course, a rhythm game. Um, no. That uses uh, the Final Fantasy universe. No. It's kind of like uh, Elite Beat Ages, right? Yes. Yes, it's, uh, it's, it's similar to Elite Beat Agents. Uh, but what is cool is that it's, it has a, a role-playing game twist. Uh, you actually create your own party. You actually pick four characters from a roster. Um, of <laughs> roster. Five, roast, route, uh, from a roaster? Roust, roaster. Roster. 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 From a rooster. From, from a roster of uh, characters from all 13 Final Rouster. Fantasy games. I don't know if there's multiple characters, but I know there's at least one character. From the main Eastern. character. Yeah. And um, uh, you, you pick four characters, and they're all level one, and you actually build up their experience points, and you can uh, level them up. And uh, each character has their own stats, uh, their own powers, which come into play as you're um, playing the music game. Um, when you miss notes as you're as you're playing it, your characters will actually take damage. You know, so having high level characters, and then you replay like the same level, like on a on low difficulty, you actually have more of a lead way of um, making mistakes, you know? So, I mean, as your, you know, as your characters level up, um, they, they also, um, their strength goes up as well, so that whenever they attack, when you hit the notes right, it's actually more devastating to the enemy. And it's, it's truly a, it's truly a outrageous, fully realized RPG battle system with fully realized stats that actually affect gameplay, but at the same time you're still playing a rhythm game. <laughs> and I, I didn't know what to think of this. Like when I first heard about it, I was just like, uh, it seems kind of weird, you know? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's of course, you know, you know, Square Enix milking the Final Fantasy cow. Like, using every little bit of milk from the teat as possible. Or from the rooster. Or from the rooster. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, um... When I started to really gain some interest of this game was, um... uh, I listened to a few podcasts where some some people got to play the Japanese version. And um, and they were, you know, they talked about very positively. So I was like, hmm, this this might be a game to look look into, and I'm glad I did. Uh, the 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 backgrounds are really cool. This is the ultimate love letter to the music of Final Fantasy, because um, 
there there are five music tracks that that are used from each of the first thirteen games, and there there are seventy seven music tracks overall in the whole game. So uh, some of them are a lot unlockable. Um, I've heard that there's a ton of unlockables in the game overall, um, consisting of music. And I think uh, certain certain modes are unlockable, and I think there's a few extra characters that are also unlockable, but I'm not totally for sure. But um, this is DLC coming for it. Yeah, it it, yeah has a it has a a store option in the game too, which I think is kind of kind of weird and odd. But as the game itself. It's got a lot to it. It's not. It doesn't just feel like a quick cash grab. It actually feels like a lot of a lot of production was used to make this game. It, it, has, it has a lot of meat to it. it. Has a lot of things to do. And um, and, and the thing is, it's 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 actually pretty. Uh, I, f- I find it to be pretty challenging because I'm not really that, you know, good when it comes to rhythm games. No. Um, no. No. But, uh... Dude, you, you built out a mean journey. Yes. But, to my credit, I wasn't even trying. But, you, sh- you should be. Ooh. But, uh... Yeah, Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy. If you like Final Fantasy and if you love the music, especially if you love the music to the game, it's definitely a must-purchase. That's it? Yes, that's all I've been playing this week. And um, uh, this upcoming week, probably more of the same. And like I said last week, I'm going to try to get back into... um, Dragon's Dogma. So you didn't pop that disc in for any other reason this week? Uh, <laughs> fucker, I still fucking forgot to do that. Some Ken, send me a text message for Christ's sake. I'm you, doing it right. You do realize that Dave is sitting over there in his chair about to kill both of you because he's dying to play this demo. Well, here's yes. the thing. Then get Dragon's Dogma ass because seriously, it's a good game. I probably literally had an hour that I probably could have played on my 360, and that hour would have been the time that it took to download it. Dude, so, it's 800 megs. It took me like two minutes. Eh, it would have probably taken me about 10. but That's still 50 minutes. Yeah. But to be honest, I totally, for, I totally forgot about that demo. <laughs> well, then, I guess I'm the only one who played it. Yeah. I, I, I am... I am looking forward to hearing about it, though. Well, we'll get there. But first up, we got Drew. Okay. Well, I did not play the Resident <laughs> Evil 6 demo. Apparently. Because I keep forgetting about it. But um, I did play a good amount of stuff. Um, I talked about the Walking Dead episode, too, right? Yeah, Last I week. finally started playing the first one. Awesome. Awesome. Um. Did you did you finish? No, the first I, I, okay. I got to motor in. 
Okay. So right. I just finished that last night, and then we Are watched you? Breaking Bad, so I didn't get to finish it. Yeah, so you're you're close to the end of that episode. Yeah, right? you're you're past the halfway point at least. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured I was getting. I played it for about probably about an hour and a half, so I figured I was pretty close. Yeah, that part right there is really cool too. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, I played that. Um, I'm gonna go back and play from the beginning again out to episode two because, well, for one thing, my girlfriend wants to watch me play it. She doesn't like playing it, but she likes to watch me play it. Well, there's not really a whole lot of playing. I know. know. That's the thing I don't get. She played halfway through the first episode, but she was like, I just, you know, she has a hard time with moving with one stick and looking with the other. But you don't really have to do that in that game because your right stick is for the cursor. And she's one of those that's like, there's too much talking. Um, That's kind of the point. That's what I told her. <laughs> that game reminds me of Heavy Rain. <laughs> No. This actually has a good story. Oh, piss off. But anyway. Um, Chocolate so yeah. rain. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's see. I played... Uh, I jumped back into Diablo. Diablo? Um, yeah, like yesterday. And, and played a good amount this morning as well. This and, is, I think this might be the new game that just as many people bitch about and they can't stop playing it. I mean, it's Diablo. It's still Diablo. It's just... So Diablo has always been about getting better loot, right? Click, click, click. And Blizzard has patched this game to the point where you don't get any better loot. Unless you go to the auction house. Well... Fuck that shit. Exactly. What'd you I mean, expect? I don't. I don't go to the real money auction house. No, no, just the the gold auction house. But that's what's that's what's going to end up. So all the good shits at the real money auction yes, house. Exactly. You have to pay Blizzard. It's a fucking scam. Well, oh, yeah. and, and not even that, but they've basically removed gold drop from destructible objects in the environment. So in addition to restricting the loot drops, they are restricting the amount of gold that you have to go shopping in the gold auction house, so it's one big funnel towards the real money. Kiss my ass, Blizzard. Seriously. The Activision influence. No. No, that's... Have you never played WoW? Yeah, World of Warcraft. Do you know how much revenue they make in a month's time on World of Warcraft? Yeah, it's not the Activision influence, trust me. (laughs) They're just money-grubbing. They know how to make money, and they're very good at it. But, um... Yeah, I mean, it's still a good game. That's the thing about it, you know. I still have yet to finish it. Oh, I've finished it, but I'm, I think I'm, if they're patching all this, taking out all the fun, because the fun is the loot drops and finding what good shit you can get. If they're taking that out, then what's the point? Well, don't worry about it. Torchlight 2 comes out in a few months. <laughs> and did you did you guys see the uh, the quote from, I think it was their community manager, a couple of days ago? It was no. basically... You know, we're it, it was almost like we're disappointed in ourselves. We were thinking that people hunting for loot would be a more fun end game, and it just hasn't worked out that way. And I'm reading that and thinking, but you're the ones who crippled that. Yeah. You, you know, you, you can't say you're disappointed that people aren't playing longer when your actions are the reason that people yeah, you, aren't playing longer. You're sucking the fun out of it. Yeah, it's just talking out of both sides of their mouth. That kind of pissed me off. I think I bitched at Ken for. 20 minutes on that the other day it's, it seems like to me like they're trying to make this an MMO when this is totally never going to work as an MMO they've got an MMO they don't need another one I know that but 
I mean, that's what they've been working with for the past, what, seven years, eight years? Yeah, they're very good at it. And they just, they, they want people to constantly, constantly grind. And you can't really do that in this game. I mean, you can, but it's boring as fuck because you're just replaying the exact same scenarios over and over again. You know, unless they release, like, new content every, you know, three months, then that's... I mean, <laughs> did, you, did you say Blizzard released new content in three months? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we still haven't got the second campaign for StarCraft Two. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm just saying, I mean, they're they're turning it into something that, you know, people are going to get sick of real fast. So, but yeah, Torchlight 2, I can't wait for that one. <sighs> that beta was fun. Um, but anyway, um, I did jump into Diablo. I want to finish it at least, you know. You want to but, kill um, El Diablo. And at least try Hell Mode, maybe. But, um... I did play a game for review, which I've got to write my review tonight. Um, it's called Tiny and Big Grandpa's Leftovers. Um, <laughs> probably so. Getting randomer and randomer. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's basically... It's a physics-based game where... You can you have this like laser where you can cut blocks and stuff like it happens in like a like desert area where there's a bunch of pyramids and things like that, and you can cut the blocks and pull them with like a grappling hook or shoot a rocket at them and make them you can push them with a rocket. So, and you have to make basically make platforms for you to jump up on and stuff like that. It's 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 not necessarily a sandbox game. It's like each they have levels, but the levels are gigantic. So you can kind of do what you want to do, but you have to like reach a certain point and that may be way up in the air or something like that. So it's unique. Um, it's not very long. I'd say it probably took me about three hours to finish. Um, and I don't really know the price of this game. I need to go look that up because I'd say if it's more than 15 bucks, wait for a price drop. Um, it's, I mean, it's made by an indie team. Uh, I don't think there was a lot of guys that made it, and um, you know it, it was it's impressive for what it is. It has a very unique art style. It's like a comic book style, but it's it's drawn almost like if anybody's ever seen Adventure Time, the characters look like something from Adventure Time. My girlfriend loves Adventure Time. Adventure Time is kind of funny. It's old, but yeah, um, it's a little weird. Yeah, but she's got a real thing about that at the moment. I just like Marcus Phoenix plays. Uh, yeah, a Jake. Yeah. yeah, that's quite cool. Because I was thinking, I know that voice. That's very much like um, like Bender. I, I thought it sort of sounded like Bender more than it did Phoenix, but you can tell that he's definitely the same guy. Yeah, uh, Dimaggio. Yeah, it always blows my mind when I remember that the same guy that does Bender does Marcus Phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> just it's like a mind fuck. It's it's to two totally different voices. Um yeah, it's good at what he does. But speaking of really good voice acting, um and a really good story, uh, I finished Spec Out's the line. Now I'm gonna talk about that as well. Well you can talk about it now. Cool. 
Um, no, you don't want to spoil it, do you? Well, you don't want to spoil I'm it. I'm not going to spoil it, no. but my... Because uh, I picked it up, um, I was a bit in two minds. I played the demo, seemed, I think I mentioned on the podcast, in very generic shooter-wise. Um, <clears throat> I even originally thought it was a, a first-person shooter, so much I knew about it. But I... Um, I listened to Giant Bombcast and Gersman was on about the story is what really brings you in and it's you know mind blown groundbreaking so I thought well you know what I'll, I'll give it a shot um, and I think it's one of the best well it's, it's definitely the best story I've ever seen in a shooter like of that kind you know in a military shooter it blows water out of all of the other ones in my opinion um, I'm playing it through a second time which for a shooter is really rare for me to finish it because this is a thing it's fucking short um, but I don't think that's a bad thing I think that might have outstayed it welcome if it had been another couple of hours longer but I've gone straight back into it I'm going to play out the decisions differently to see how that affects the story because apparently it does I'd like to see some of the other endings as well but um, you're right voice acting um, apart from every time um, Martin opens his mouth I hear Nathan Drake um, it's incredible voice acting, yeah. and the story is again you can't give too much away, but it's nothing like you would ever expect a shooter to be. No, you I, like even in other stories like this. This kind of just came out of nowhere for me. Yeah, and I was. I mean, the, it's not and the game. I mean, it it tries and, and kinds of break the breaks the fourth wall a bit, starts fucking with you. Um, it, it's it's. I just wasn't expecting it at all. And it is such a breath of fresh air for a game like that that to look at looks and sounds and feels just like your generic third-person hide-behind-cover shooter. Um, that to sort of leave an effect, the effect it had on me, especially the, the last few chapters of the, the story are absolutely incredible. And it, it really is quite not distressing but it really makes you think quite a bit especially some uh, I mean again I don't want to spoil too much but there are some really distressing parts of that game and it really makes you think which um, you know I'm glad I played it I'm glad I picked it up and as I say I'm going straight back into it for a second playthrough yeah the game the game itself even like has these weird overtones so like you know the game's difficult I'll put it that way I played on normal and there oh, were some yeah. parts. There were some parts in there where I died like a bunch of times. I've played easy to start off with, and then I'm I'm now going through second on normal. But that that game is really difficult if you uh, if you start ramping the uh, difficulty up on, like I say, just normal. I think yeah. I've I've died. There's a couple of scenes, a couple of um, well, there's a couple of levels where you haven't got your guys around you because you get kind of separated from them, and you're on your own. And you, at that point, that the game sort of gives you very, very little ammo, and the bad guys are really, you know, two or three shots and you're dead. You have to be really careful. Yeah, but I noticed that um, during the load screens, it was saying things that was like, you know, like, it, <laughs> you wouldn't be here if you were a better person. Yeah, that's to say, that, <laughs> that kind of fucks with you, doesn't it? And it's, yeah. It's really, because you're sitting there, because it'll come up with things like... Um, uh, it'll come up with like uh, you know you can hide behind cover or you can it's normal stuff you get on a loading screen telling you better ways to play the game and it'll come up something really random and you think what the fuck did I just read that and then you'll go into the game and you think 
I'm sure I just read that right because you don't really pay a great deal of attention to the loading screens. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it kind of messes with you a little bit, for sure. But um, yeah, that, I think that game was actually really good. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of the gameplay. I will admit that. Well, as I say, it's it's not as if that's breaking anything new there, is it? No, it's. I don't know what it is. I mean, I like how it's kind of real. It's it's more realistic than everybody's, you know, a bullet sponge. But uh, it makes it difficult too, because you know, I'm so used to. I'm gonna go out in this battlefield and shoot everybody while running toward them. Yeah, you ain't gonna do that in Spec Ops. No, you're gonna get the shit kicked out of you. <clears throat> but it's it's definitely. I mean, again, coming into this, I had no um, sort of interest, and it's one of those games that could quite easily slip under the radar for some people because it looks just so generic. Um, uh, I think everyone who's a good fan of, or a fan of good story telling and you know voice acting and just story na- narrative in-, in games should at least rent this game because uh, I say it's not overly long, so you could. I mean, I'd like I want to sit through multiple times, and I don't know about you, Drew. I, I want to see how, the, as I said, the things turn out differently if the decisions you make change. But you've got to at least play the game once. I kind of cheesed it a little bit. Did you cheat, um, check, uh, checkpoint it? I did. Oh, you cheating bastard. <laughs> yeah, I got. I was like, I'm going to get as many achievements as I can right now. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've kind of gone through, and obviously with the, the achieve, a lot of the decisions are achievement-based, so you'll get an achievement for going one way, an achievement going the other. So I kind of did them one way, and now I'm going through. So I'm, I'm probably going to get all of those achievements uh, through two playthroughs, but I wanted to play again. I just... I don't know, I felt compelled to. Um, but I think it's probably also very telling that none of the achievements are actually linked to multiplayer. So Zero. None yeah, of them. going to be on its arse. I've not even touched it yet. I don't even think I'll bother. I haven't touched it either. I- I'm curious of how it is. Ken, is it even it's, decent? I mean, it's standard stuff. The best mode is the buried. I think it's called buried mode where you have two bases and two teams, and the objective is to destroy the other person's base and basically bury them alive. I uh, gotcha. Like, that's the best mode. Uh, the rest of it's pretty straightforward, standard deathmatch shooter stuff. Gotcha. Okay. But you can't, you can't really do anything different with that, can you? No, you kind of you gotta paint by numbers when it comes to yeah. multiplayer in a military shooter. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I played through that, finished it. Um... I'll probably go back and do a few other things. I may jump into the multiplayer a little bit just to see how it is. I'd be interested to see if it's still got a community. I mean, I, I don't... I'm sure it will, but not a massive one. No, it's like people who are just like, you bought the game, hey, this great single player, hey, there's multiplayer, let's play that too. I'm curious, like, how well this sold. Oh, find out a couple days, right? Yeah. Was they didn't come out in July, did it? Or did it come out in June? No, I think it was June. Was I it? I think June? it was the twenty sixth. Okay. So I mean, we'll get the first week sales right. of the game, which is usually the biggest bump. So. Yeah. Um, the only other game I played was Amnesia: The Dark Descent. Um, you guys are finishing that up this week, right? We are. We're finishing that up on Tuesday, and we should have uh, that podcast live on Friday. Um, but yeah, I completed that one. 
Um, if you want to hear me talk about that, go listen to Phoenix Down. <laughs> I listened. Awesome. I've got it stored on my iPhone. I will listen. I'll be on hey, the li- next one. Yeah, Ken's going to be on the next one. It's going to be What's Justice League Heroes. Justice League Heroes. Is that? Oh yeah, that's a game, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a snowblind game. Yeah, which I've never hated a snowblind game. No. That's PS2, isn't it? PS2, Xbox, and PSP. We're actually covering all three. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm playing. Well, I'll, I will actually be in. I'll be interested to hear that because it's a superhero game and they're normally quite shitty. So I'll be interested to see what you say. It's um. I played a little bit of it. I haven't. Uh, I think I'm still on the first level. I guess. I have finished it. I finished it in one sitting. Jesus, tat dancing Christ! How did you do that? That's what I did on Fourth of July. I started it in the middle of the afternoon and finished it in the evening. You said it's about six hours. It's about five, six hours. I mean, it's not super long. It's like you can't do. I mean, I'll talk more about it when we go into it. But it's not like you can do a whole lot of upgrading to superheroes. You know. Yeah. That's true. And they probably didn't want you to have to grind for 10 to 12 hours. <laughs> so, I mean, sure. they, they give you a lot of characters to play through as differently, so it's not like you're playing the same guy over and over again. Yeah, see, I just... Uh, I'm, I guess I'm still on the first level because all I'm using is Superman and Batman. Yeah, that's the first chapter. There gotcha. are 11. Gotcha. Okay. And I didn't know Zatanna was in the Justice League at one time. Yes. she's wow. the She's the odd one. In this one, because the other members are the regulars, you got Martian Manhunter, uh, Flash, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, um, Zatanna. I think that's the main. Uh, no, sorry, Green Lantern. That's the Green other. Lantern. But then you can unlock other characters with the shields that you get. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. But yeah, I played a little bit of that, not much though, and we'll talk more about that on the next Phoenix Down. Um, Indeed. And I want to say that's pretty much it. I know I downloaded um, the free games for PlayStation Plus this month. Um, I did play some Pac-Man Championship Edition DX. That game is awesome. That game is friggin' awesome. Um, it's Pac-Man, but it's like Pac-Man on steroids. You should all play Renegade Ops, too. That that was a great game. I have it on PC. Yeah, I've got it on Xbox and PC, so... Yeah, Mookie's Groove gave it to me well, on if you PC. Haven't, oh, yes, he did, yeah. If you yeah. guys haven't played that game, you should go play If you have PS Plus. That's, yeah. that's a wonderful little game. Well, we got, um, in the UK, we got uh, Deus Ex as the big game change this week. It swapped out from Virtual Fighter. Wow, you guys got Deus Ex Human Revolution? Yeah. Yeah, and then hey, 50, wow. 50% off all the DLC stuff. You, you guys had uh, Darksiders in the last round too, didn't you? Still there, yeah. I've, I downloaded that this week. It's uh, it's still there. The Darksiders. That's that's going to be up there with Space Marine until I believe the 18th when they them two get swapped out. Yeah, I think we kept most of the stuff. We did Pr- practically we did. everything. Yeah, yeah. they swapped one out, and then apparently on the 18th of this month they'll swap the other two. But the infamous little big planet and Motorstorm are going to be obviously on there for free for a year so so here's my here's my dilemma there's there's two games that I want to play that are a discount and only have enough money for one of them Infamous uh, Festival of Blood or NBA Jam uh, On Fire Edition just buy Infamous Infamous 
Seriously? You'll play I, I, NBA, I, you'll play NBA Jam for about an hour and then you're done. Okay. I mean, it's just NBA Jam. It it is what it is. It hasn't changed. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun, but it really didn't have a whole lot of lasting power for me. Gotcha. Okay. Because I really want to play Festival Blood. It was even less for me because I know fuck all about basketball. Oh, I don't either, but I mean, NBA it's not really a requirement like, yeah. for NBA Jam. No. Yeah, I mean, you don't <laughs> need to know how to play uh, football to play NFL Blitz. No, you don't. Hit that button to hit a guy. Yeah, just, just buy a Festival of Blood. You'll get more out of it. Yeah, I think I will pick that up. Um, and then I I um I got the other one. What was it? Gotham City Imposters? Yeah, I need to play that because I've been like debating buying it on 360 forever now that it's free. Hey. There you go. I'll play with you. I'll play that. Yeah, I want to check that out. Um, the only other game I play, I jumped into some Super Street Fighter 4 because I watched a lot of Evo this weekend. You always do that when you watch Evo. Yeah, every time you watch Evo, you're like, man, I could do that. And I jump on there and get the shit kicked out of me. And I'm like, well, no, I can't. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I jump back into Street Fighter uh, a little bit. And, um, yeah, I've just been watching a lot of Evo. It's crazy. You know, the funny thing is how much, how how popular Street Fighter Cross Tekken is. They didn't even show any of the latter on the stream. Well, yeah, it's because people apparently hate that game, yeah, which I don't they're understand. Just, they're just going to show the finals. I don't understand that because I love that game. <sighs> I had a uh, lot of fun with that game. I don't really care about anything else. I had a lot of fun with that game. Are you going to get the DLC characters? Mm-hmm. You are going to get the DLC characters? Yep. It actually give me a reason to get back into it. Yeah. So what characters are DLC? There's, oh, like f- there's 12 of them. Yeah, there's a crap ton of them. I will. I know, I'll cover a couple of them in the news. I think. I know Cody and uh, uh, Guy are going to be some of them. Well, it's got Elena from Street Fighter Three, which yeah, I was a big player of her back in the day. Sakura, Leia. There's uh, uh, the Tekken characters. I can't remember. The only one I remember is the robot chick from the new Tekken. Alyssa. I don't know I think any of the Tekken name. characters. So yeah, there's twelve characters, six for each side. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's. I did play some Street Fighter, um, and that's pretty much all I played. Um, I played Unchained Blades, but I think I talked about that already. The reviews live. Yes. Um, yeah, that's um, that's pretty much it. Uh, next week or this week coming up, I want to try to finish Diablo. Um, I've been on a kind of a of a finishing game streak so far, and I want to continue that because I, I finished Amnesia, I finished Spec Ops, I finished. Um, Grandpa's leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> There's been so many people on Twitter who saw my Raptor pop up saying he's playing Grandpa's leftovers. And I was like, "What the fuck is that game?" <laughs> That's just awesome. Oh, I don't even know why they call it Grandpa's leftovers. It has absolutely nothing to do with. Well, it kind of does. You're trying to get your pants back. Your pants. <laughs> well, <back>. they, oh. <laughs> and sorry, pants mean something else in this country. <laughs> And your pants were uh, given to you by your grandfather. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah I, think okay. I think I'm done. I think, yeah. I'm done. I'm done too. I'm gonna play some Justice League Heroes. All right. So I'll move on to John. No. Oh, okay. Well, I've already talked about one of the main games I've played uh, was Spec Ops Line. Um, yeah, go rent it or at the very least. Uh, the only other game I played, um, finally got my PlayStation Three working. Um, a big shout out to 
Jstone eight hundred, uh, one of our Twitter f- listeners, and he's on my friends list. Um, bless his heart. I was playing Spec Ops the other day, and he came up and said, "Oh, I think I know what your problem is." Um, I'd already got it solved at that point. Apparently, it's something to do with the fact that PlayStation threes don't like hard drives bigger than five hundred gig, and I had a six forty. So I took it back, got a five hundred, and since then, it's um, it's worked a treat. So. Fingers crossed, Touchwood and all that. Um, I won't have any further problems. I did spend about three days re-downloading all of my games that I'd sort of downloaded over the years. Um, some of those are fucking huge. To be fair, Darksiders is 10 gig. That's quite quite me. But anyway, um, Ratchet and Clank's the only other game I played uh, a lot the more. The collection? The collection, yeah, the, the HD one. I'm still on uh, the, the first game. Um, that game's kind of brutal. Because I went it, back and played that game like a few years ago. Holy shit. It's a bit like um, Sly Cooper. If you go back and if you play the, the HD collection there, the back in the day when those sort of platformers, you didn't have a health bar or a generating health. You had essentially hits that you could take and that was that was kind of it. Um, it's still fantastic fun. Uh, I Like I say, yeah, last week, I still stand by it. They've done a cracking job. Um, Idle Minds have really um, shown what they can do with that. Um, it feels like it does on the PlayStation 2, but it's like, um, you know how sometimes when you think back about a game that you played maybe five, ten years ago, you always remember it looking better than it actually was. Well, of course. That's what HD that's, collections do, is like you play them and that's how you remembered but, it. But not always. Not always. It doesn't always work. I mean, the Splinter Cell um, HD collection didn't do that. Um, I don't think even the God of Wars did, although it that, that was... Uh, especially the PSP ones were incredibly well done, but I think because of the way it's animated and the, the kind of graphic style, it really does feel that way. And apparently as you go to 2 and 3, they've done even better jobs as well, probably because they were originally better. But um, that's great fun. And I think you can actually pick it up. I mean, I bought it on disc, but you can pick it up on the uh, PlayStation Store as a collection. Now, over here it was 30 quid, but on the PlayStation Store it's 24 so even even that's a, a a better bargain. So it's it's definitely if you're a fan of those sort of things, and you want something to sort of uh, take you back to those days of when platformers were like that, which you don't kind of get nowadays, um, then go for it. Um, I I don't think I played anything else. Um, no, I didn't. Uh, next week, more ratchet. I need to go back to Lego Batman. I'm definitely going to be playing some more Spec Ops to try and finish it through a second time. And I do uh, w- want to sit down for a couple of hours and start and finish in one sitting the second episode of The Walking Dead because I've got it sitting on my hard drive. Um, that was a sort of straightaway purchase for me because that first episode was fantastic. I really need to just sit down and uh, and get through that because they're not long, what, two and a half hours? So I can do that in a sitting easily. Alright, so I guess I'll move on to Mr. Dave. Uh, Alright, well, I wasn't uh, here last week, so I guess I got two weeks' worth of stuff to cover. Uh, I finished Quantum Conundrum for my review, and Ken, I'll leave that for you to talk about. <laughs> you want to argue with me some more? 
Uh, I'm sure that will probably happen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I finished up Amnesia for the Phoenix Down podcast, and I'm working on the DLC for that. Uh, is game really scary? It, yeah, it, it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's, it's 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 not jump scares. It, so, some of it is. Most of it is like tension type stuff. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I shot uh, playing Dead Space, so I think I'll give that a miss. It's uh, I, yeah. I think I, I think I said it on the the Phoenix Down last week. It reminds me a lot of Jaws, the original one, where a lot of the tension was because you didn't see the shark very much. You just kind of know that it's always possibly going to pop up right around the corner and eat your face. Um, and, yeah, and and bite off various gonna parts of another, you. We're gonna need the bigger boat, boys. Oh yeah. Oh, doesn't where, where we talk, Doesn't the uh, doesn't the twenty fifth anniversary of that come out soon? Yes, Jaws. Jaws twenty fifth. Ah, it's such a great movie. Makes me feel no, old. It's not the twenty fifth. It's the thirty. Oh, it's the thirtieth, isn't it? Yeah, thirty fifth. Thirty fifth. Okay. Yeah, nineteen seventy seven. Oh my god. Same year as Star Wars. That's older than me. Oh god. That's, that's almost that's, older than me. That yeah, that's a little bit older than me. That's horrifying. Uh, uh, hold on, yeah, so I went back to the Tomb Raider HD collection and started playing Tomb Raider Anniversary. Uh. I don't know that I'm going to finish that game. Some of the platforming in that is not particularly friendly. <laughs> it's the original game, that's why. I know. Well, and, and I liked Legend a whole lot, and I started playing the original, and I'm like, there's not a lot of story right. here, yeah, and I'm right. having to try these jumps like five times, and I'm not really yeah, happy Yeah, you're only stopping playing it because there's no um, inappropriate manhandling of uh, Lara Croft. Oh, God. That is oh. a lot of what I showed up for, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, I don't know. I still want to play Underworld, but I'm not sure if I'm going to finish that game. Uh, played Diablo 3, finished Nightmare, moved on to Hell. Like, like Ken keeps preaching at me every day, I complain about the item drops, and yet, I still wind up back in there playing it, because mm-hmm. I like killing shit and hoping that it will drop me good stuff. You're part of the problem. I, I am part of the problem. You know... If this was a monthly subscription thing or something, and I could speak with my money and cancel for a while and really teach them a lesson, then I would. But they don't care whether I play or not. I'm not spending real money. There's no way that's happening. So, you know, I I don't see any way to make a point by not playing. <laughs> you just you just have to stand your ground. Uh, I just, yeah, I just. <laughs> well, hopefully, right. this real money auction. Real money auction will fall on its ass eventually, and they'll just go back to, to how, how it should have been in the first place, or how it was originally when they launched it. And I know that they did patch some of the item drops for, like, when you're in Inferno. Uh, some of that has been put back, and then there's weird stacking effects that come into play there. I, I guess what bothers me is, you know, I'm playing... And I can go to the auction house and buy a weapon that's like twice as powerful as anything I've ever found. Yeah, that's the problem. And it's broken. You ought to see, like, I'm a level 27 witch doctor. Freaking, my intelligence, since my intelligence is what garners my attack power, it's like 400 and something at level 27. I mean, you, you can just, it's basically cheating. Yeah, and I, I mean the the auction house just feels dirty to me. You know, yeah. I can't I can't exactly explain why that is. It 
it feels to me like it, it feels like steroids in baseball. You know, at a certain point, it was not against the rules, but it still feels weird to be doing it. In that kind of game, I want to kill stuff and find items. I almost never buy anything from merchants. You know, I want to use what I have found. So to go someplace else and buy something that somebody else found, it, it feels like cheating even though it's not. Well, yeah, and I mean, usually in games like that, the um, the loot that you can buy from merchants isn't as good as the stuff you can find anyway. Yeah, so I mean, the, the yeah, joy the joy is in the hunt. So uh, yep. usually, the the stuff that you buy from merchants is just like, um, uh, hey, I really need an axe right now, and I don't have one. So yeah, really, the only stuff I would purchase. ever buy from merchants is like, I'm getting mangled by this boss who is lightning imbued. I'm going to go to the merchants and see if they have something with lightning resistance, right? Just to get me through this. But yeah, just the fact that I think I was using a weapon that did about 140 DPS and got one in the auction house that did 240. Yeah. I mean, the split was, it was so much better than anything I had ever found that I was like, well, fuck, you know, I'm, there's no way I'm not going to buy this, but it's still, it feels crappy to be doing it. So I I don't know. I, that game now makes me feel dirty and yet I'm still playing it. (laughs) It's a good kind of dirty. (laughs) <laughs> need to go shower after I play Diablo uh, I played episode 2 of The Walking Dead because I really loved episode 1 and I I didn't like episode 2 quite as much I thought it was really good but I think the reason that I maybe didn't like it as much was after episode 1 I started reading the comic books and then getting back into episode 2 after like a month and a half I was really confused for about the first 20 minutes because I couldn't remember what characters are where and, you know, what things happened in the game and what things happened in the comics. Um, but that's still, it's really great. I'm just super excited for the rest of this. Uh, I played Mini Ninja's Adventures. That was actually for review on Connect. Connect. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, the, there's a, that, that threshold right there. Connect. <laughs> you know what? And I. It sounds dismissive to say it's really good for a Connect game. <laughs> but I think if you're looking at Connect games with the same set of criteria that you're looking at regular games, you're doing it wrong. Well, yeah. And you're setting yourself up to not like something. Uh, for, what, <laughs> for what the Connect does well, this game does it really well. The motions are pretty simple. They are varied enough that you don't wind up doing one thing when you're trying to do something else. It's basically, it's, it's kind of like Diabolical Pitch. You're down at the bottom of the screen, um, except you can move left and right. Uh, there are basically f- enemies come grouped into five columns in front of you and then three different depths. So you can you know slide back and forth. You have a sword for... Uh, uh, Short-range guys, uh, you'll get a bow and arrow for guys on that third depth, and then throwing stars for the guys in between. And the the difficulty is not terrifically great. You know, like guys in the front row will telegraph their swing so you can step out of the way, come back in and swing at them. But it it ramps up. You'll get magic, uh, which has different areas of effect based on the attack that you're doing. Um, You'll get... You know, enemies with shields that you may have to kick to stun in order to attack them, 
or guys with an exploding barrel that you can kick to the back row and they will you know blow up whoever's back there and it just, it kind of moves along nicely eventually you'll come up against guys who have a larger area of attack um i actually really liked it it's it it does what connect can do really well there were a couple of times when it wasn't as responsive but i think it wanted a bigger play space than i had to offer it in my living room See, uh, it just it from coming from the original mini ninjas if i can't make my hat a boat <laughs> i don't want to play <laughs> and, and and i can confirm that you cannot do that i know i'm not there i'll have to connect um, anyway but I, I mean i i really liked it there'll be a review up for that at some point um i think it's today today or tomorrow it's one of them's today the other one's be lucky is tomorrow so Okay. As Connect games go, it is probably my favorite of you know that kind of style. Uh, you know, it's cute. It it looks exactly like Mini Ninjas from what I could tell from. That's probably the same at, engine. Yeah, for, from looking at screenshots and having never played that game, it you know visually looks the same. It's you know it's got that same kind of cutesy uh, look to it. Uh, I played some Patman Championship DX just a little bit. To remind me how cool that game is and how much I want to play more of it. Um, I've been playing Cross Me on Android. I know that generally is not something we would cover. Just as someone who loved Picross 3D on the DS, and that is the game that I missed the most ever since I lost my DS. It's basically the same. It's that kind of Japanese picture crossword thing, and it's that's great. It's it's a perfect pick up and play for seven to eight minutes. Put it down, go do something else. I have that game. Got it for free. It, yeah, I got it from the Amazon App Store. I can't. Have, are you playing it on a tablet or a phone? A phone. I, how does that work on a phone? That's got to be real small. Right? I, I I booted it up and saw that the tutorial was like pretty long, and I was like, yeah, I'll do this later. So you've never actually played it? No. Okay. If if you like Picross, then. You will love that game because it's basically the same concept. It I never played Picross. That might be my favorite DS game. Hmm. Uh, I think that's all I played. So this week, Diablo three, just <laughs> because I'm, it's going to keep slapping me, and I'm going to keep making excuses for it and going back and telling the cops I don't want to press charges. Yeah, I mean, you got to <laughs> complain about something. Oh hell, I got to play Diablo three in order to complain about it. Like, yeah, exactly. Booyah. Um, you know, and I will probably go through all four difficulties just to say that I did it. I, I don't particularly know why. Uh, probably play some more Tomb Raider. I don't know if I'll finish the original. I may just move on to Underworld. Uh, and uh, super excited because Zuma Revenge? Zuma's 2? Is it Zuma 2? Zuma's Revenge, yeah. Comes out <laughs> this week and... Was that for the uh, Xbox? Yeah, XBLD. Yes. Uh, I don't. I don't like. I don't know how that worked. I didn't like the Xbox version of the original. It's not as easily to. Or, it's not as quick as controlling with a mouse. Yeah. That, yeah. I can. I, well, I guess I got used to the Xbox version before I ever played the PC version. So I just kind of got used to doing it that way. Just like in turn, my wife is not really interested in games at all. Uh, we played L.A. Noir together. Because she thought the story was cool, and uh, like she really likes the Uncharted games, 
likes meaning she sits on the couch and and watches zuma becomes a slap fight for the controller in our house uh and i know we've got the achievement for playing for 24 hours on the first one i i couldn't tell you (laughs) how much time we have put into that game so i'm actually really looking forward to that just because we both enjoy you know it's it's just kind of you know goofy fairly great game for sure some strategy that's like that's the snood game the what snood it's like snood what kind of creepy ass language are you speaking right now? <laughs> For Christ's sakes, Snood is a real game. Um, I, I remember Snood. I just you don't basically what it is. you drop the balls it's into the, the marbles. Turn. Yeah, it's just like a chain of marbles, and you oh, yeah, have yeah, to yeah. make yeah. It's it's yeah. You're spitting them out of a frog. So it's yeah. like Zuma then. It's yeah. like Zuma. <laughs> yeah. Zuma is it's, like Zuma. Zuma right, is yeah. just almost like exactly Zuma. the same. In fact, except Snoot came out a long ass time ago. Oh, here we go. You you thought you were into Mary Kate and Ashley before they were popular, right? Is that? Of course I were. That's gross, Drew. By the way. Yeah, there that's you know. real. <laughs> wow, I didn't mean it like that, you asshole. <laughs> there you go. Oh, 1996. Uh, thank you for the Wikipedia entry about Snoot. Game Boy Advance, motherfucker. I feel so much more edumacated right now. Oh, I thought that was only on PC. Did that actually come out? I didn't that came out. Uh, it, probably, it, it probably was on PC as well. Are we really talking about Snood? <laughs> <laughs> Evidence would suggest yes. <laughs> oh, oh, man. What the but, no, fuck? Snood. I think that's all of my stuff. All right. Uh, then I'll move on to the Wombat, who I know he's playing something new. I am, and actually I'm playing it right now. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I can't uh, believe it. I only stopped long enough to listen to Drew speak some creepy-ass language about Snood. Um, I am playing Dawn Guard, um, the new expansion for Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Mm-hmm. And uh, despite the uh, all the horse armor flack, um, the Elder Scrolls series does have a good tradition of large... Um, DLC or expansion pack content, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, Morrowind had Tribunal and Blood Moon, and uh, Oblivion had Shivering Isles and Knights of the Nine. And uh, this. Nine. Pr- What's that? Nine. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> um, this, uh, this particular game, uh, or this particular expansion, uh, has probably the best quest in the game. Um, it's better than any of the quest lines in uh, uh, vanilla Skyrim. Uh, easily. Oh, snap. Did you really just do that? I did, yeah. <laughs> it's a fighting game now. Um, the, uh, uh, the entire quest line's really, really good. The story's really good. The character, the the rouster of characters that you run into <laughs> throughout the game is very good. Um, the uh, Obviously, everybody knows, it's no spoiler to uh, say up front that it's a uh, expansion pack about vampires. No. And those that fight vampires. Um, so you're given the option uh, early, first, let me get this out of the way because I've seen a lot of confusion about it. Um, the uh, as far as where you where you go to start the DLC content, um, you you basically just need to either ask around in towns. Uh, guards will talk about uh, the vampire menace or whatever, or um, in some towns, someone someone actually from the Dawn Guard will walk up and ask you if you want to join, 
Um, so, but uh, you're given the choice pretty early on as to who you want to join. Uh, you can either join the Dawn Guard and fight vampires, or you can join the vampires, which obviously involves becoming a vampire. Um, they've added some stuff to this, not just to vampires, but to werewolves as well. They've added a full perk tree for werewolf characters. Um, so I apologize if that's a spoiler to anybody that you can be a werewolf, but, uh... Again, where have you been for the last year? Yeah. So, um, they've added a whole new perk tree for werewolves. Uh, vampires have their own perk tree. Um, when you're a vampire, you can, uh, transform, essentially, just like you would transform as a werewolf. You can transform into a vampire lord, um, which is a sort of big, uh, long arms with claws and wings off of your back and uh, really cool looking design um, and you, you essentially when you're a vampire lord you can either float around and shoot magic or you can drop to the ground and you can you know fight with your claws and bite people um, so they've added a lot of cool stuff from a vampire standpoint I actually played through it I'll go back through it as a vampire eventually but I played through it as a uh, member of the Dawn Guard and you go a lot of the same places from my understanding and uh, you uh, the quests are sort of similar just with a different end so uh, but the, you get a lot of really cool new armor uh, on the Dawn Guard path uh, you get really cool new weapons, including uh, the return of the crossbow to the Elder Scrolls universe. Uh, and the crossbow is phenomenal, by the way. Um, and again, just you know, the the characters are really good. The story is really good. The uh, the the coolest thing about it probably are the new environments. Um, there's two really really well-designed new environments that you get with the uh, expansion pack. Uh, one of them's kind of a uh, uh, nether realm kind of thing, and uh, the other one is this really cool place called the Forgotten Vale. It's like this big uh, uh, sort of glacial hollow in the mountains. Uh, it's really, really well-designed. So, you know, if if you're a person like me that put, you know, 70, 80 plus hours in Skyrim initially, um, Dawn Guard's definitely worth the price of admission. Um, the, the the sheer quality of it would be worth its price alone, but just, uh, again, I've only done the Dawn Guard path, uh, and I've been playing it now for about 15 hours, and I'm not finished with uh, that quest line. So, in addition to the extra armor and weapons and that kind of stuff that you get that you can carry back to your normal game and your normal quests, uh, you get this full, you know, 15, 20-hour quest line as well um, that's just as fleshed out, in fact, a little more so than the other faction quests that are present in the game. So, definitely, definitely worth the price of admission. Um, if you're on the fence, I would definitely pick it up. And that's pretty much it. That's twenty bucks. I believe so. Yes, twenty bucks. Okay. So if um, you know, there's some there's some uh, monotony in it. There's some of the quests that do feel like they maybe uh, 
drug out a little bit, and there's a couple parts of the story that are a little bit disjointed, uh, where it's like, ah, that doesn't really make all that much sense. But overall, it's 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 well framed. So gotcha. definitely worth twenty bucks. I can't play it anyway. <laughs> Why not? Because you're on because I have PS3. on PS3. Yeah, that was your first mistake. Oh snap! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, I'm I'm pissed off now because they've basically abandoned that fucking version. Yeah. yeah. I mean that, that it, it's broken. Yeah. <sighs> so was, was that the only thing you played? Um, it was, yeah. Um, so next week, um, I'll probably be playing more of this because the, the, the other thing that this expansion has done is it's gotten me back into Skyrim in general. Um, so that's, uh, you know, it's always nice when content comes out that brings you back into a game you've already spent 90 hours in, um... So that's, you know, I'll probably be playing more of that going forward. And then I've actually got Dragon's Dogma on the way, too. So Nice. So uh, we'll see what happens. I want to hear your thoughts on that. I'm excited to play it. I, uh, I don't know if I'll ever have time, um, but uh, I'm really excited to play it. So we'll see what happens. It's a good game. Yeah, it is. Uh, all right, so let me knock out the stuff that we've already talked about. We already talked about Walking Dead. I'm playing through the first episode. Like I said, I'm almost finished with it. Uh, enjoying it. You like Very, it? Yeah. It's, it's good. Um, I really don't have any issues with it yet. It's, it's got some glitches. Like it's, That's a telltale game for yeah, you. Yeah, it stutters a lot, has issues with that. Um, but other than that, it's it's been fine. Uh, the decisions, I don't have a problem with the timer. The timer gives me plenty of time to make my decision. Of course, I'm a fast reader, so I guess that helps. Um, I'm interested to see how the choices make the differences later on. So, um, I guess I can... I played a couple racing games, one for review, one for leisure. Uh, the review I did, Test Drive Ferrari... Um, it's just really kind of bare bones. Um, <laughs> that's what you get when you have a racing game with only Ferraris. Well, I, that's not even the issue. The issue is is that the career mode, you know, it's like you, you have a bullet point on the back of the box. You got like 300, you know, events. Like, I got bored after like 10. <laughs> you know, and it's like, do you really want to do 300? I, I like how they do it. I like how each event... It's based on a different time period, and you get a new car, and you get to race a new car. Of course, when you get up to the 80s, you're doing some Magnum P.I. goodness, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's even a reference to that awesome mustache, you know. Please, so, did they have the theme? No, I didn't hear, because there's no music in the game. Yeah, oh, yeah, what? you tell me. Uh, yeah. No music at all? No music. I mean, there's music in the menus, but that's about it. When you're playing, there's no music. How does that happen? I, I don't know. I, I asked the same question in my review. I'm like, how do you make a driving game with no music? With Ferraris, it's yeah. like it's like Outrun without yeah. music. That's just just wrong. So, yeah, but it's a sim game, right? Yeah, it's it's very sim. It's very Forza. It's got the driving assists, um, very realistic. Which that was my big complaint is that you've got the driving assistance, but depending on the difficulty, they either turn on or turn off certain ones. You can't individually turn them on or off. Oh, um, that's lame. So that was, it's like if you play on easy, you got assisted everything. If you play on normal, then you've got assisted, you know, analog brake system and stuff like that. But you can't pick and choose, mm. which that kind of threw it off. Yeah, that sucks. Um, but it's it's decent. I mean, you really 
have to be into Ferraris to want to play it. Um, Ferrari. Yeah, it's not a terrible game by any stretch of the imagination, but it's certainly not going to you know fly off the shelves or anything. It's no Forza. No. Um, now, the other game I played, totally for leisure, I've been playing Need for Speed The Run. Uh, I've really been trying to find a racing game because it seems like they're a di- they're very hard to find now, like just straight-up racing game, uh, where we used to be saturated with them, now we hardly have them. And I never played The Run because Drew reviewed it, so I figured, hey, it's got it on sale for 20 bucks. I'll go pick it up, maybe it's exactly what I'm looking for, and I'll be honest, it, it really was. Yeah, you like um, it? I like it. It's fun. Uh, it doesn't require you to spend too much time tweaking. You just basically jump right into the races. You just do your thing. Uh, there is I, no tweaking at all in that game. I don't no, think. there's there's not. And the one, the only thing that I have an issue with is that changing your car during the run is kind of a pain because you have to pay attention to where the gas stations show up. Yeah. Um, and sometimes when you're in the middle of a race trying to pass racers, you miss it, and then you may not see another one for a while. So It's it's almost near impossible, dude. Like, so. seriously, I, I think I changed my car once. I changed it once when it first told me, hey, here's a gas station. Yeah. and yeah. The, I mean, you'll change your cars eventually. Like, how far are you in the run? Uh, I'm on stage three. I think I'm at the end of stage three. Okay. You eventually have to find new cars because, okay. you know, some things happen. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's an interesting, you know, cross-country race. Uh, it's an interesting concept, and I'll give it this. That Frostbite engine is gorgeous. Oh, God, yeah, that game is beautiful. Oh, my God, it's so pretty, and it plays great. It plays like a Need for Speed arcade racer, which I'm yeah. totally fine with that. So, I'll tell you uh, what pissed me off is those resets, though. I have not had an issue. Oh, just wait, man. There's some races in there where if you just barely go off the road, you get reset. I think my biggest issue so far is I just ran into cops. And cops like the are, first time? Well, it's, I've, it's probably about three or four races now. I've been dealing with cops, and they're just a giant pain. Because all they do is get in front of you and stop. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a big, giant pain in the ass. Um, but no, it's it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I'll probably continue to play that in my free time. Uh, I'm playing NCAA Football 13 for review. Uh, actually, the embargo lifted on Friday night. Uh, because I guess that's when the EA Sports Season Pass holders could download their version of the game. Mm. Um, it's college football. It's, it's, it really it feels like they went through a bullet list of here's some things we're going to add and we're not going to change a whole lot. Obviously the biggest change this year is the Heisman, uh, the Chase the Heisman, where basically you can pick a player, um, people like Carson Palmer, Barry Sanders, Tim Tebow, people who have won the Heisman, and you can put them on any team that you want and try to recapture the Heisman through their season. So they okay. give you, like, this big list of goals, like, he, you know, Carson threw 33 TDs this season, he threw for this many yards, and you have to meet those goals in order to win the Heisman, but you can do it through another team. So that's, like, their big new feature this year. Um, as far as everything else, it's a lot of tweaks, uh, which... NCAA always does one thing, and it gets me super excited for Madden, uh, is they always introduce some of the new tweaks, like the new catching animations, uh, the new tackle animations. Uh, the it, Seriously, as long as I've been playing football games, there's been one football game that did this right, and nobody's done it since, is when you drop 2K5. back... 2K5. No, it wasn't 2K... It was fucking uh, NFL Fever. Um, NFL Fever? Which was Microsoft's first-party football game for the Xbox. Yeah, oh, that that, was that the one that launched with the original Xbox? Yeah, had uh, Peyton Manning on the cover. 
Yeah, I think so. Okay, there's one feature in that game that nobody's ever done right since. Now, if you play a football game, when you drop back into the pocket to pass, you have each button on the controller is an icon for your receivers. They've always been solid. NFL Fever, what they did was they would leave them kind of dark, and when the receiver was ready for the ball and open, it would light up. Which, ah, okay. which I thought was one of the most brilliant features ever. And nobody has copied that until now. NCAA Football 13 has that. Which, and that will be in That should Madden. be in Madden, yeah. So, Which that is huge because like you can drop back and you're looking at five different receivers and like, hey, they're all grayed out. Oh, but one of them just lit up. Let me look over there. And you can also do touch passing where you can either lob the ball over a defender if the defender's in front of him or you can bullet it to him if the, the defender's in front of him. So it's it's really nice. You can actually lead the receiver with the right an, with the left analog stick. Um, so it's little touches are nice, but I'll be fair. I didn't feel like I was playing a new game. Um, it didn't feel like there was enough new stuff. It's still a great football game, but it's it's there's a lot of things like I I'm not as big into college football, but I've been reading a lot of people complaining about the uniforms not being right. Um, a lot of the you can't you can't edit players, so that becomes a big issue. So I mean, there's a lot of quirks going on in there, but I mean, it's it is what it is. It doesn't feel like a giant leap, which is disappointing. What's your team? Uh, I always play as Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. Figured you'd go to Ohio State. Nah, I don't care. I <laughs> I kind of grew up watching Notre Dame when I was a kid, and it just kind of stuck. Not. The, yeah, I'm also Irish, so I guess that helps. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. uh, are they decent? I, I don't even play them anymore. I don't think I don't, they are anymore. Um, yeah, I think they used to be one of the top tier teams, but I don't think they are anymore. So, like uh, I said, I don't keep up with college football, so I don't know. Uh, also played uh, Quantum Conundrum, which hits XBLA this week, um, and I know I've talked uh, to Dave a lot about this game because he reviewed it. And he liked it, and I just, I like the game. I don't want anybody to think that I don't enjoy the game. Uh, but I think its biggest detriment is the fact that it has an identity crisis. Um, it feels too much like Portal uh-huh. in every aspect. Right. Um, down to the fact that you're going from chamber to chamber. Uh, here's your puzzle. Solve it. Um You've even got the guy narrating over top, telling you what to do. Um, but. My big, but my biggest issue with this compared to Portal is that uh, the best way I could describe it is when Portal presents you a puzzle, you can see that there is one way to solve it. Uh, but in Portal, you have a little more flexibility as to you can solve it kind of, you can kind of, you know, generic it. You can do something that the game doesn't necessarily need you to do in order to solve the puzzle. In Quantum Conundrum, that doesn't work. There's one way to solve it, and when you figure it out, that's it. There's no getting around. Uh, and it has a lot to do with the fact that they rely a lot on platforming to do the puzzles. Well, Portal was always more of a physics-based game than anything, right? Well, this is extremely physics-based. You have four dimensions. Um, so you have, when you start off, you basically start off with the fluffy dimension, which makes everything soft. And you can pick up chairs and safes and stuff, move them, and then switch back, and then they become heavy. So it's, it's all very physics-based. Um, then you get the heavy dimension, which makes everything ten times heavier. 
Uh, following that, you get the, the time slow dimension, which allows you to slow down time. Uh, and it's all physics-based, but they really drive home the platforming element of it. You will almost always have to build a ladder with boxes using a fan, or you know, you'll have to figure out how to jump from one thing to the next thing. Um, instead of using, like in Portal, you would use momentum for a lot of puzzles, or you would use, you know, drop one portal, throw another portal on the wall, come out of that portal, you know, just kind of like a, you know, kind of a different way of solving the puzzle. Yeah. Whereas in this one, it's it's very platform-based. And, and the platforming is forgiving, but your character also moves really fast. So there Is this are, a first-person game? Yes, it is yeah. first-person. See, I've never seen what this game actually looks like while being played. It looks like a giant cartoon. Okay. So, um, it's it's very colorful, very big design, very kind of plain colors. Um, I mean, it's good. It's it's very good, but at the same time, coming off a of Portal Two, it feels too me too. Um, which I and. and a really good point to that is is that this game is 15 bucks. Portal 2 was 60. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big factor in that, but having just like completely obliterated Portal 2, I played through it twice in single player and twice in multiplayer, you know, <clears throat> and I just played so much of it that now I go into this and I'm just kind of like, eh, I feel like I just did this. I feel like you're a little late to the party and what you do is what you do differently is not it's not great, and it's it sucks because you know the person who made this game, Kim Swift, she created the original Portal, so it's like you can't really knock her for making the same type of game. It just really feels like it has an identity crisis. But if you enjoy physics-based puzzles, you're gonna like it. Yeah, I mean the the puzzle elements of it are really good. It does not do itself any favors by really copying the Portal template almost completely. With the you know obviously instead of portals you have your different dimensions. It's really, I mean, a perfect comparison is Diablo and Torchlight. Yeah. Same crew goes to make something else. It is on more of a budget. You know, even just in terms of the softer look, um, and very similar mechanics. I mean, it's really, it, it's almost the, exactly the same situation between those two sets of games. Yeah. yeah. It's it's hard. Dante's it's, Inferno and um, God of War. True, but it's not made by the same people. That's true. Like this game is made by the person who did the first Portal. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it, but it's also and here I'll blow your mind. It's also developed by the developers who did uh, Dark Void. <laughs> so there you go. I'm never touching this fucking game <laughs> uh, ever. But no, it's Look it's Dark it's, Void. It's a good game. It it really is. It's, there's nothing wrong with the game. It just it really feels like it has an identity crisis. Um, also, XBLA, I played Spelunky a lot. I reviewed that. Um, I will be honest, and I said it in my review, I did not finish the game, nor do most people who ever play this fucking game. Um, basically what it is, it's a 2D platformer. Um, if you remember Harmony of Dissonance, I believe it was what it was called, the Castlevania game. Yeah. Um, where basically you would start over every time you died. Yeah. Yeah. You do that in Spelunky. You go back I kinda to light harmony of distance. You though. go back to one one every time. But here's the difference. In Castlevania you got to keep stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get to keep anything here. You start over. 
We're talking nothing. We're talking back to 1-1. One, one. You don't even get lives. You get four hearts. That's harder than Dark Souls. It's, um... But here's the thing. The game can be completed in under ten minutes. I want to see a speedrun video. Oh, I'm sure it's out there already. Um, there's basically... I think there's four worlds. Uh, each one of them is themed. Each one of them is four levels long. I believe there's one, 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 two, one, three, one, four, uh, and so on. Um... Also, one other thing. It's completely randomly generated. So there is no memorization. So when you die and you start over at 1-1, it's still 1-1. It's still the, the mines, the caves. But it's a completely different layout, different enemy placement. Uh, and sometimes it's pitch black, so you can't see anything. Yikes. So this game uh. is punishing. Punishing. Can... Does it regenerate health, or can you regenerate health between levels or anything like that? If you save a damsel, because um, there's one in each level, if you bring her to the exit, she will give you a kiss, and she will give you one heart back. Ouch. Just one. Uh, there is a speed travel system that you can unlock later in the game, which basically allows you to build a shortcut so you can jump between the four worlds. Uh, but you have to bring him exactly what he needs. And here's another funny thing. The shopkeeper, if you attack him or if he gets hit during your level, he will think you are a terrorist and come after you with a shotgun. <laughs> and, huh. he, and he will kill you. Uh, I kill you! But here's the funny thing. I couldn't stop playing it. it it's really good. <laughs> I would have been able to stop playing it. It's. I don't know. It's like it's it it harkens back to that old school mentality of like I can do it. I can make it. Like the first time I made it to level 2-1, I seriously thought I had accomplished like like gaming nirvana. It's one of those games where you died and you know exactly why you died. Yeah, the game will never cheat you death. There yeah. is no cheap deaths in this game. When you die, it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> It is entirely your mistake. The mechanics are very simple. They make it very plain and clear. The rules are always the rules are always the same. But you disobey that rule and you're dead. You get impatient and you're dead, you know. And that's just the way that game works. It's not hard. That's the funny thing. It's not hard. You just can't be careless. So but no, if you if you're into those kind of if you're into the like the Meat Boy and the the trials and you know stuff like that that just punishes you, but you it's like so quick to get back into, I definitely check it out. It's very well done. Great music too. Was like chip tunes or something? It's got a little bit of eight bit action going on, so I like I like the tracks. Cool. Uh, and finally, I will talk just a little bit about the Resident Evil Six demo. Uh, I played through all three scenarios. Uh, there are three scenarios in the demo. One for Leon, one for Chris, and one for Jake. Uh, each one is an entirely different it kind of experience. Like the Chris section, obviously, heavy on the action. Lots of machine guns. Um, the Leon section, very tense, very slow moving. Lots of dark rooms, uh, corridors kind of thing. And then Jake uh, is uh, is a boss battle. It's actually very melee-oriented um, in a big, giant room. But I have to say that I really enjoyed this demo. Um, they have How gone, long is it, like, all together? You probably take you about 45 minutes to do all three. Uh-huh. There's a lot of cutscenes. 
Okay. Um, so I don't want to spoil any story for those who don't want to have any of the story spoiled before the game comes out, so I won't mention any part of it. Um, but you can play co-op online as well really? with the demo. So that's pretty cool. You can choose either character when you start, which I also thought was a nice touch. You could not do that in RE5. Nope. So that was very cool. Um, <clears throat> the game has finally you know, allowed you to move and shoot, which didn't bother me. Um, everything is good. Um, outside of a few hitches, which the first that pops up is this game has awful screen tearing. But it's early. It's early days. Well, I usually don't complain about screen tearing, but when I notice it, it's a big deal because it doesn't bother me. And this game has a lot of it. Um, the other problem I have is that the camera's a little too close, and that doesn't become an issue until you play as Chris because it's very action oriented, and the camera just is way too close to him. Um, also, the inventory system. The game doesn't pause. So when you go into your inventory, you literally just kneel down and cycle through it. So you better be in a safe place. Wow, that kind of sucks. That's, uh, it's very alone in the dark. Is there any kind of a quicker switch for weapons or to apply a health pack or anything? Or yes, just... you, can, uh, you now have... You can, you can uh, combine <laughs> herbs to create what they call pills. Herbs. And there is a pill pop button. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, you can. They don't have the spray still. Uh, I didn't find any sprays. I just found herbs. But uh, you no, can. No, li- I mean, you remember in Resident Evil Five, you could spray the area and heal a bunch of people. Well, yeah, that's a first aid spray. But I did not see those in the demo. In the in the uh, RE6 no, 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 demo, no. you just have pills. No, Resident Evil Five. When you combine two herbs, it was a spray as well. Yes, yeah. but that doesn't happen here. You have pills. So you can't. Heal both your part, you and your partner, at the same time anymore. No, it doesn't appear that way. I mean, that's not to say that it won't be later in the game. This is just a demo. But you don't really need to worry about that because it has regenerative health, right? It has regenerative health to a point. It has the. Uh, I'm trying to think of a game that did it. You have the blocks. You know, like one, two, three, four, five, six blocks. If one of uh-huh. them is fully depleted, you cannot regenerate that one. Okay. But if you you know just knock it down halfway and then you take cover that one will fill back up. So, um, the HUD is entirely on the screen when you pull your gun out. So, like, you can see your ammo count, your health count, all that stuff. So, I mean, it's it's good. Um, I think it looks really good. I think I like the fact that there are three different sections, and for people who have been dying for story, this game is going to have a ton of it. You can tell that just from the demo. So, I don't know. I think it looks great. Uh, I had a lot of fun playing it, and I'm looking forward to October. So, I know a lot of people are poo-pooing on the demo, but whatever. I thought it was really fun. I like the uh, the new, like, you get to do it in the Jake mode, but, like, you can dive and continue shooting, which I thought's kind of cool. Like Max Payne? Yeah. But it's not in slow motion, so. Right. Uh, and I do like the the guns feel very powerful. Like when you when you hit that headshot, it it's it's very powerful. So zombies go down in one hit in the head. If if you hit them in their weak spot, they do go down in one hit. Okay. But if you don't, they become sponges, just like they should. So you got to make sure you hit them in the right spot. 
but no, I'm looking forward to it. It looks good. Uh, as far as future, um, <clears throat> obviously I'll play some more um, college football for my review. Should go up sometime this week. Some more Need for Speed the Run. Um, and hopefully, maybe, possibly, we will see Tony Hawk this week. Tony Hawk H. Oh, is that the um, Summer of Arcade Star, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's not this week. It doesn't start this week, but we usually. But get, we might get a code. Yeah, yeah, we might get codes a week early. So, uh, but that's theater rhythm for me. <laughs> you should have that. Like I said, it's on its way, so I should be able to get it out this week. Uh, but that that drops me into new releases, which, yeah, you have Ice Age, Ice Age Continental Drift, for everything. I guess the movies due out this week. Mm-hmm. I, I guess. I think so, yeah. Uh, yes. NCAA football, obviously, and The Sims 3 diesel stuff, as well as Rhythm Thief and the Emperor's Treasure for the DS, 3DS. Uh, on the downloadable side, you have Quantum Conundrum, which will be hitting on Wednesday, along with Zuma's Revenge for the Xbox 360. And PS3 this week is Rainbow Moon and Frogger Hyper Arcade Edition. (laughs) Uh, Which actually hit Friday on XBLA. And also, I forgot, uh, Dungeon Fighter Live is hitting XBLA on Friday. What is it with this Friday thing now? I have no idea. They've started a trend of Friday, and I don't get it. Maybe they've... I don't know. Maybe it's to give the maybe one instead of two releases on a Wednesday. Maybe one on a Wednesday, one on a Friday. Give them space. I don't know. Well, the, there's actually two releases on Wednesday, one on Friday this week. No. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, on to news, I suppose. Uh, apparently, Paul McCartney is working with Bungie. What? To be writing music. Huh. So how about that? Interesting. That's yeah. crazy. Maybe I'm amazed. Um, Activision announced this week a Walking Dead first-person shooter made by Terminal Reality. Yay. It focuses on Daryl. It's based so on. It the has TV. nothing to do with the comic. It has to do with the, the TV show. It even says it's based on the AMC horror series. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to judge it till I play it. I never do. It's uh, if it's a first-person crossbow game with Daryl, I might be down for that. Apparently, it has. It's, it's a prequel where with Daryl and Merrill. Yeah, his brother. Daryl and Merrill. Yeah, <laughs> trying to go down to Atlanta. I don't so know. What happens? I'll play it. I'll play it too, of course. I mean, it's Walking Dead. I still need to watch that. That's you haven't watched any of it? I watched the um, I watched the first season, a few episodes up to the point where the guy finds his wife. Um, okay. And that's as far as I got. So I think maybe four episodes in. Yeah, so you haven't season. even met Daryl yet. <laughs> Oh, right, okay, no, clearly not. Uh, according to Sony, retail is still important for PS4. So there you go. Okay, well, tell that to all the uh, investors of Gaikai. 
I I actually think I I was listening to a podcast the other day and they mentioned that 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 may be Sony's answer to backwards compatibility. Yeah, I've heard that's um that been touted and I, you know what? If that works and we get backwards compatibility, brilliant. Yeah. Cuz they've fucked it up so far with the 3. You know, they couldn't really get their story straight on it so that would be quite cool. Um, I can also see it being integrated into the PS Plus service, maybe, so that maybe this backwards compatibility or some kind of PS2, PS1 game playing service could be linked to your subscription. So that would be quite cool as well. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it earlier, but the Street Fighter Cross Tekken 12 character DLC is due out on July 21st for 20 bucks. Um, that means Capcom has moved it up. It was originally supposed to launch with the Vita. Beta version is not until October. Yeah, so you'll still, which kind of sucks because if you bought the Vita version, you got the twelve characters for free on both versions, the PS3 and the Vita. So now, it's like you're tempted to buy them early if you want to play them. That's what it is. Yeah, well, you know, whatever, I guess. That whole thing is a clusterfuck from it, start it, to finish. It is. It is. Um, Especially when all those characters are already on the disc. Yeah, we went over that. I know we've been over that, but it's still shitty. Yeah, it is. Uh, Gearbox apparently wants to port Borderlands 2 to the PlayStation Vita. Excellent. Really? Talking about think... cross-platform play. That would be awesome. That would be incredible. But who is going to actually buy it on the PS3? You mean... in the, it, On this podcast right now. No, not me. But no, I'll buy exactly. it on the Vita if it comes out on the Vita. Yeah, I'll buy it on the Vita. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Vita... I mean, just playing wireless Vita multiplayer would be incredible. Uh, Tales of Zillia is coming to the U.S. New Tales Sweet. Namco and Bandai. I heard it's one of the best best ones okay uh, PlayStation All-Stars has got a release date October 23rd uh, there's going to be two more characters revealed at Evo I think it was what was it Hihachi and Tori 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 is that that little thing that's in Street Fighter Cross Tekken yeah the little cat thing yeah I don't care I don't either. I don't care about Hihachi either like really you guys have a, the opportunity to blast out some awesome characters, and you give me Heihachi and Toro. They're waiting for the good. They're, they're holding on for the good shit. They better be. I mean, Ratchet right now, and Clank no... should be in it. I hope so. Um, have they actually announced Drake, Drake yet or not? Yeah, he they have, yeah, they've, him have they? they've shown Big Daddy. Those are the last two characters announced. Uh, according to David Cage. Here we go. Uh, the industry will die without innovation. <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to comment. You're such a snooty asshole. Oh, <laughs> Isn't he? Seriously? Yes. What's his innovation? Make a game that you don't play? Oh, oh. here we go. Oh, Fuck. It's like this record of the game. Oh, I enjoy You're it. You're such a fucking troll. I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Funcom, their shares tanked after the Secret World launched. <sighs> well, it, it wasn't ever going to be any good, was it? I heard it was <laughs> supposed to like be really good, but then like it just didn't execute very well. 
It did. It didn't execute very well. I played the beta for it because nobody I mean, knew it was coming out. Yeah, it's a it's a decent concept. You know, it's it's an MMO that takes place nowadays. You know, and it's really cool. But is it free to play or is it a, a no? Subs- uh, it's subscription based. Yeah, at least for and that's the- where they go wrong. For Unless six months, Star Wars or Warcraft in your title, you might as well. Well, yeah. hell, Star uh, Star Wars is probably going to go free shit. to play. Now that is going to go free to play before the end of the year. Um, possible. Well, I would say it probably is. Um, Call of Duty mobile games are in development at Activision Leeds. I can't wait. Black Ops. Give me that money, boy. Give me that money. Um, Valhalla, Itagaki Studio. They really want Devil's Third to be a blockbuster. No shit, don't we all? Well, we, when we make a game, we always want it to be a blockbuster, right? No, I always wanted to sell 22 copies. Oh, yeah. Uh, the developer says it's planning to expand the property to manga, novels, animation, and film. Like, really? No, uh, he's 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 pulling the whole... What's that? Del Toro? Yeah. With the Insane or whatever it was called? Yeah. It's going to be a trilogy. Oh, it's not coming out until 2015. It's Devil's Third. I mean, that is the third one. The first two. It's like Leonard Part Six. You know. <laughs> we have no idea what happened to the other five. Um, there was an Aliens uh, Colonial Marines uh, petition because there were no females in the game. Uh, but there was a queen. The queen alien. <laughs> <laughs> How do Stay you know out? she's in it? Maybe she's not in it. No, of course she is. Well, you don't know. You can play it. Of course it. she is. Uh, so there's a petition up for that, and I imagine Gearbox is paying attention. Uh, the Wii U is effectively an Xbox 360, according to Microsoft. Hey, guess what? We've all been saying that. <laughs> well, according to Microsoft, of course. According to everybody I've talked to. <laughs> um, it's got a touch screen and HD graphics comparable to the PS3 and the 360. You yeah. stop defending it, Gambus. You cannot win. Admit this uh, is the beginning of the end. Uh, you know, some days I think Nintendo is screwed. Other days I think that Nintendo will be okay. I mean, just, I mean, when you look at their past, I mean, their past, like, four systems pretty much have sucked according to the mainstream gamer, but for some reason they, they've always had enough profit in order to sustain themselves. I mean, is uh, it going to be history repeating itself yet again, or is it going to be a different ball game this time? Well, you know what? When they announce a date and a price, I'll give you the definitive answer on that. But right now, core gamers don't care about it, and casual gamers think it's a controller add-on. Yeah, I had somebody, one of my friends who's not overly into uh, video games said to me, I was talking about the Wii U, and he said, so what, you just plug it into your Wii, and that's exactly their problem. Yes. Yep. They're not going to go How and much spend... for that? Yeah, to plug gonna... it into my Wii? That's what you'll get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Persona 4 Arena is going to be the first region-locked game on the PlayStation 3. Ah... <laughs> <laughs> Oops. That sucks. Why the hell are they doing that again? Uh, I got a statement from Atlas the other day. I'd have to read it to tell you. I don't know. 
it's basically um, it's, it's nothing to do with us it's out of our hands it's somebody else's fault please don't kill us um, a new super slim PS3 model on the way according to the FCC um, so there may be a new new PS3 model popping up soon uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Origins was announced this week um, which is a very yes. interesting combination. It's Marvel Superheroes and Marvel vs. Capcom that you can actually play either way. So anyway. you can you can play Marvel versus Marvel Superheroes like Marvel Capcom with tag teams. Oh, so they oh. added tag teams? Yeah, or you can play Marvel vs. Capcom as a one-on-one fighter. So it's kind of like a cross combo. Um, be available for PS3 and 360 on September 15th, I think. Huh. What the hell is that noise? For 15 bucks. Uh, it's probably me. Hold on. So that's uh, that's pretty awesome. That was a pretty cool announcement. Uh, I was hoping for yes. X-Men versus Street Fighter in there too, but yeah, that might be pushing it. Yeah, that was a good game as well. Um, show another Atom. Yeah. Yep. You want to go old school, go to another Atom. Yep, uh, Magneto prob- was an a-hole. Uh, probably the thing that pissed me off the most this week um, mostly because, you know, I've been clamoring for that Killer Instinct remake. Um, apparently, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is getting a remake. <laughs> the f- I, know, I don't even know what the hell this. that is. That was a no, Capcom no. 2D fighter on the Dreamcast that uh. was not very good. It's based off an anime. Um, it's just really bizarre fighters. Uh, it's actually being developed by CyberConnect2, which are the guys that did Asura's Wrath. So well, clearly it was better than Killer Instinct if it's getting a remake. Oh yeah, no, John. No, <laughs> no it was not. You can always taste the bitterness in his mouth, can't you? Yeah, you can. I just, I just don't understand how that game got one. And yeah, whatever. Uh, and uh, another HD remake uh, announced for this fall: uh, Nights into Dreams. For all six of those people who were pumped for that, I don't think I ever played that game. There's more than six. Yeah, it's not a lot, Jason. It's really not. Didn't that go on to the Wii at some point? Yes. Didn't there some kind of pseudo-remake for that? Yes. Re-release? Which sold about 12 copies. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, just because it's not super mainstream doesn't mean it's a bad idea, you know? Um, I think what you're going to get is you're going to play this game and you're going to be like, this is what people clamor about? It's not really that good of a game. It's, re- uh, it's when's the last time you played it? Um, it, it's it's been well over a decade. At exactly, least. exactly. Yeah. You, you have no idea that this this game is really not that good. It's kind of like trying to explain to somebody who's never played Sonic why Sonic is a good game. Hmm. You know, because the platforming in Sonic is terrible. They're horrible. Holy crap, I found that yeah. out when I played Sonic Generations. I was and, like, man, I'd prefer Son- the new Sonic over the old Sonic. Yeah, Knights, yeah, I mean, Knights is not is not a very good game. Yeah, I mean, Knights is... Uh, like, when you're the normal kid character, it's really slow. What's well, it's broken. <laughs> it's just... I but, I mean... I don't know. I think when you play it, you'll be like, eh, what's the big deal? So, I mean, it's cool, but at the same time, it's like, nah. Uh, Transformers Fall of Cybertron release date was moved up 
a week to August 21st. Mm, that's going to be a good one. So, uh, that must be ready then. It's it's pretty much done. I'm pretty sure it's uh just needs to be printed. Uh, I think I think that's it. Uh, we're going to the Twitters. Uh, not a lot, which is good. Um, Iconic Jester says, Last week Ryan pointed out that the show lost its relevance a year ago. I found this funny, as this was my first episode in months. But regardless, I forgot how much I missed the show. You still have at least one listener. Oh, oh thank you. Uh, I think we got a couple more than that. Couple, just a few. Uh, Blue Apple Blue says anything prepared for Metal Gear 25th anniversary. Uh, actually, I had prepared to have Jason jump out of a cake with a headband and an eye patch. Cool. So there you go. Clearly, that's Jason's evening sword. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blue Apple Blue also says, "Does the PS Plus devalue games? Do you regret buying games like Infamous 2? Do you think twice before buying any game on a system?" I think I did mention this when I said I'd got it. It's kind of... I don't think so, but it... Um, like, for example, I wouldn't mind trying Mod Nation, Mod Nation Races. I'm going to hang on for a bit, um, just in case. And there are some... Especially the Sony titles. I guarantee at some point, like, Heavy Rain will be there. Um, but still... What you do is that when they you buy them if you want them, and when they turn up on PS Plus, you just sell them. Yeah, you could do that, but then they'd be worth like twelve cents. Uh, no, actually not. I re- I traded in my copy of Deus Ex that I had because I got it on the PS uh, Plus, and I think it was worth about eight quid, which is about ten dollars. So that's actually not bad. Hmm. I think it has an effect on stuff that's kind of in the middle range you know like you said stuff that i wouldn't mind trying out but that's no different than stuff that comes out on steam if it looks interesting but i don't really feel like it's worth 15 bucks eventually there will be a steam sale that'll sell it for three dollars now that steam's good for that Uh, but ps plus is so completely random it's like hey you get pac-man this month but next month we're going to give you you know infamous so yeah it's it's kind of all over the place yeah, the, the the full games are kind of an exception for that in terms of the arcade games. Yeah, the arcade games for PlayStation Plus, I would totally, like, unless you really, really, really want it and you have a PlayStation Plus subscription, you're going to get a discount on it at some point. Hmm. Um, Mookie's Groove says, Pokemon! <laughs> oh, yeah! It's, uh... Yeah, oh, Pokemon! Yeah. <laughs> He's hollering it out. Uh, Che Morongo says, hey guys, I have not wrote in a bit, but that's because I had nothing to say. I still don't, but I want to wish you all a good show. Yeah. Um, Blue Apple Blue says, happy video game day. I, I forgot that was today. Is it? What? It was yesterday. I, can't, I remember that? reading that. There's actually a holiday. Video game day. There you go. I think it's I'm today. I Is think it it's today? The... Yeah, Sunday, the 8th. So there Aww. you go. So you so go celebrate. talking about it. Yeah, we could it's be the or the eighth. I don't know. I'll have to look today that up. The 8th, but I don't know when. I I never heard of this until just now. I think it's today because it was he sent us this tweet an hour ago. So, um, <laughs> Squiffy V two says, "Have a good show, guys." What has been your biggest wow? That was awesome game moment ever. Um, ever. Oh wow. 
I I still hold the um, level in Uncharted 2 where you are in a building and the building starts to collapse as being, oh my god, fucking awesome moment. That's one of my highlights of gaming life. Okay, I'm going to tell you this right now. And I, I know this is cliche, but dude, the first time I was in the arcade and somebody ripped his frickin' head off in Mortal Kombat, I about flipped. Like, I'm sitting there staring at the screen going, he just ripped his frickin' head off, man. That was awesome. <laughs> okay, I, I actually have a, I have a... I have a couple. Oh, shit. Uh, one of one of which is in uh, my favorite arcade game, and my favorite arcade game of all time is uh, Strider. The part where you fight the uh, zero gravity boss, and your character just fly flies around in a circle, and zero G, which was you know you you didn't do that you know at any other point in the game, so that part was a holy crap awesome moment. Uh, another awesome moment was um, um, in Super Metroid uh, after you defeat Ridley at the very beginning of the game and then you have to escape the space station as it's self-destructing and then right after you right after you escape and uh, the station blows up I thought that was like one of the coolest openings to a video game ever and then, uh, lastly, I would probably say the very middle of Final Fantasy VI, or the American version of Final Fantasy III, um, when uh, the main villain, uh, Kefka, actually succeeds in destroying the entire world. You actually see from the, from the orbit of the planet all these, what looks like, atomic bombs going off, and... It, the end of the world literally happens at the halfway point of the game. Oh, that's and... a spoiler then. Uh, John, really? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. I'm surprised Jason didn't bring up the death of Eris. That, that was a big one, but cl- but cliched. It wasn't cliched then. It wasn't cliched then, but I mean, just the fact that the main villain succeeds in destroying the entire world halfway through the game, I thought was just B.A. beyond belief. You know, I'll give you another one. Is the about midway through Bioshock. Yeah, that was uh, definitely yeah. a game changer right there. To, to be fair, we can kind end. of talk about that because it's like how many years now? Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not not saying it because of a spoiler. I'm just saying around the middle point of that game is just there's so many revelations in the middle of that game. Yeah, there were some spots in Dead Space that I thought were really cool. Oh, and then there's that part in um, Red Dead Redemption where the music kicks in. Jose, whatever his name is, Gonzalez, and you you're going from sort of America to Mexico, and it's like that part is. Fucking incredible! The the to go back to Dead Space Drew Dead Space Two, mm-hmm. the end of it, where you're laying on the the operating table. I haven't got that far. Oh. <laughs> I haven't I haven't beat that game. Oh my god, that is one of the most cringeworthy scenes in a game ever. What bad or horrid? 
It's it's it'll make you squirm. Oh right, okay, that's all. Okay. I'll tell you some some ports like Dark Souls and Demon Souls has some really good ones. Like when you finally beat that boss that's been giving you trouble for like the past three hours. Well, yeah, that's kind of like that. I'm gonna jump for joy. I'd tell you a game series that has a whole list of oh my god moments, and that's the Metal Gear Solid series. <laughs> There's also a lot um, of WTF moments in those games. Yeah, yeah, they're more what the hell is going on more than yeah. Yeah, I first played that game like back in the nineties. The sniper wolf thing still gets me. The the Psychomantis fight was Psychomantis, yeah, that that's 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 good. That's that was nuts, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, you gotta con- pull your controller port out and put it in number two. I'm like, how the fuck does he know to do this? And, yeah. then, and then the game got all stupid. Hey, Liquid yeah. Snake is your hand. Yeah. The, <laughs> the thing that always friend, jumps out of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say my friend got stuck on that game for about six months because he couldn't figure out the frequency code. Thing. Oh, because it was on the back of the box. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't figure it out, and he got really, really angry, and Greg gave up. And <laughs> well, what an idiot! Go ahead. The thing Dan. that always jumps on at me about the original Metal Gear is uh, when he says that you like Castlevania if there's a Symphony of the Night save on the memory card. Yep. Yeah. During that Psycho Manus fight. Didn't they change that up for the GameCube? One? Yeah, they changed it for all. Yeah. Of them. That's what yeah, I, thought. I, I don't know. That was the only one I ever played it on. And I don't know, for the one that always jumps out at me about Uncharted is in 3, when you're in the cruise ship that has tipped on its side, and you've got this pirate talking to you as, as you're looking at this big uh, glass ceiling with the ocean waves going in the back, and you're like, oh, this is going to get fucked really, really quickly. That game had awesome set pieces. Say what you want about the actual game itself, but that game had some awesome set pieces. Yeah, so that... It's yeah. still not as oh, good as three, some... but yeah, two. But yeah, I mean, it's not as if it's a bad game. Yeah, yeah I that... mean, like when you're when you're climbing on the side of the ship and kind of the camera pans back, and you see how you big it really huge is. Huge environment you're in. Yeah, that. Or the desert. Some... The desert's really good. There are some great moments in that game for sure. One of the biggest moments I've ever had in a video game. I'm not even kidding around. Is Metal Gear Solid Four when. You are in Metal Gear Rex fighting Metal Gear Ray. Yep. That I was. You understand how big of a fanboy giddy moment I had. <laughs> I was like, "This is friggin' awesome." <laughs> I'm in a mech fight with two Metal Gears. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And just minutes before that, when you, when the the game splits into two confrontations. At the same time, th- via split screen. Yeah, yeah. That was just that was just insane. Where, you know, you I guess you were you were fighting um, Vamp. Yeah, you're fighting. No, no, you were watching Vamp. You were watching Vamp fight fight Raiden, right? Fight, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. And it's like one fight you're controlling, the other fight you really want to see real badly. And, and it's kind of like because <laughs> you're concentrating on what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. I thought and that was just insane. <laughs> the very the very end of that game, whenever Snake is crawling through that microwave tunnel, That's like oh. that that was like hitting one button. I was like hitting it with all my friggin' might. Yes, you know. And then that fight on top of uh, what was it? Metal Gear. Metal Gear no, it Rex. Was, it was. In it was no. Game. It was new. 
No, the the, uh, the the final fight on four. Oh, okay. That was on Outer Haven, right? Yeah. 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 When they played all the the like the I guess music. the battle musics yeah. in between yeah. each other. That was friggin' epic. Indeed. Yeah. The, the, what I got from that particular fight was that you were basically fighting the personalities of Liquid Snake, aka Ocelot, out of his physical body. So it kind of was like, okay, now you're fighting Liquid. Now you're fighting Ocelot. It was kind of like you were you were fighting multiple characters from this one character. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that uh, I think that'll do it for us. So, Mister Khan, you can do your shout-outs. All right. Uh, give a big old shout out to the Front Towards Gamer Radio Podcast. Really awesome show. Um, if you like if you like a video game podcast that is like in a uh, interview format. And uh, Shanghai Six, he interviews a lot of really cool people. Um, you know, pe- people that are like on other podcasts, and he also interviews a lot of big industry uh, figures as well. It's a really cool show. And um, another po- another uh, really good podcast is the Gamer Horizon podcast. Um, Anthony. And Alex, they talk about video games for a couple hours, and it's probably the, probably one of the quickest two hours um, out of most of the podcasts I listen to. I mean, these guys talk really deep into a game. They might talk about one game for about a half hour, and and I mean, just the depth that they talk about it. You know, these guys know what they're know they know what they're talking about. As a matter of fact, uh, one of them uh, used to be used to be in the it used to be a I think a game developer. I'm not. I'm not totally for sure, but um, it's a really good show. And uh, let's see here. Um, another great podcast is the Red Sun Gamer Podcast. Uh, this is a really cool show talking specifically about Japanese video games uh, from the perspective of English speaking um, people who live in Japan. So you you get a lot about uh, the culture of Japan in this show, and it's really awesome. And shout-out that I uh, totally forgot to mention last week, or maybe the last couple of weeks, but a show that I love and am enjoying nevertheless, and that is the 99 Lives Radio 3.0 show. Wow, I mean, this uh, <laughs> this is definitely a crazy crew crew of characters. Um, it it, it kind of reminds me of a lot of our podcast, but but then it kind of has um, some quality. <laughs> 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 yes, it's uh, it's uh, it's 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 just some. Really fun guys hanging out, talking about games. Um, Mushrooms. Yes. Um, It's also a fantastic show. I I enjoy listening to it every time that that I can uh, listen to it on my phone. So, uh, 
those are the shout outs this week. Alright, well, if there's nothing else, then I guess you can do your thing and we can get out of here. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.